Inside Chicago Government. ShyGov.com. Welcome to another in a series of interviews about and sounds of Chicago government. I'm Dave Gloetz. In this episode, I'll be speaking with Jonathan Silverstein. Mr. Silverstein is a budget analyst with the Chicago City Council Office of Financial Analysis, also known by its acronym COFA or COFA. Mr. Silverstein and I spoke on the day before the Chicago City Council passed a series of ordinances that constitute the city's 2020 budget, as proposed by Mayor Lori Lightfoot. That budget didn't pass unanimously, not by a long shot, and you can go to shygov.com to see our other reporting on that. I think this is the first audio interview that anyone from COFA has ever done, and in it, Mr. Silverstein and I talk about the role that COFA has had in helping the city council decide on a city budget and COFA's role in general. Here's the interview. Let's start out talking about COFA itself. I don't think our listeners know too much about COFA since its inception, which I think was in 2014. I believe it was 2015. It's had a pretty low profile, I think yeah, you'd agree. Absolutely. Yeah. And what prompted me to talk to you today is after the mayor's office or the Office of Budget and Management issuing budget recommendations, your office produced what's titled the Analysis of Spending Priorities Report, a sort of budget proposal for dummies, and that the budget proposal is a 600-page document, whereas the document that COFA created boils part of the budget recommendations down to 24 pages. It's an $11.6 billion budget. I don't think it's possible for any human being to hold all of that in their head. Uh, there's so many different moving parts there. Your report says, quote, the savings from elimination of vacant positions and other costs from the zero-based budgeting process were offset by increased investment in priorities selected by the mayor, unquote. Can you describe very briefly what zero-based budgeting is? Zero-based budgeting is not a specific thing. It's, it's, it's an approach. It's a philosophy. A lot of government budgets are built on the philosophy that, okay, you take the prior year's budget as your baseline, and then you assume, depending on whether uh, you're in a flush year or a tight year, you're assuming, okay, everything will go up by 1% or everything will go up by 10%, or maybe if you're in really, really dire straits, everything goes down by 5% or something. Zero-based budgeting, you're using a zero as your baseline, where you're saying every single department, every single program, every single job has to basically justify its existence from zero. And uh, the mayor's office and uh, the Office of Budget and Management have said that uh, they have saved X number of dollars through the zero-based budgeting process. And frankly, we have no way of verifying that. Cause that was my question. How can one tell? One can't. I will take their word for it. They did uh, cut uh, a good number of jobs. They did it uh, without layoffs, and that's basically by uh, eliminating a lot of vacant positions. But, you know, frankly, they also created some new positions. So at the end of the day, they're proposing <laughs> a net reduction of three jobs from the city's total, which is to say total employment is flat. The other thing that they did to save some additional money was 
to increase their estimate of how many positions are going to be vacant at any one time. They started, frankly, with a fairly high number, and then when they had to go to an amendment that we informally call Plan B, when the General Assembly did not allow for the graduated real estate transfer tax that the mayor wanted, then they added another $20 million to their estimate for vacancy. $20 million is 1% of payroll. And what we've been told is it's not just that we're going to wish that this happens, we're going to make it happen. In other words, they will not pay those salaries. Well, at any one time, in any large organization, a certain number of jobs are going to be vacant. That's inevitable. So you're saying the mayor's office increased its estimate of how many will be vacant? Correct. And they have told us that they're not just doing this by wishing and hoping. So it's like a hiring slowdown, essentially. That is exactly what it is. It's been done many times in the city of Chicago and, uh, you know, um, many of our sister agencies. It's sort of a, a classic at CPS. Chicago Public Schools. Correct. We don't think it's the most efficient way to save money. As a matter of fact, we think it's a pretty inefficient way to save money because you end up with unplanned vacancies randomly dispersed throughout city government. The impact of which you can't really predict. Right, exactly. I also know that the city's hiring process has always been very, very slow and that, frankly, it just makes it hard for us to compete for good talent. Well, that's all I've got today, Jonathan. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk with me. Thank you. And thanks to your listeners and to yourself for taking an interest in the city budget because it's really important for all of us, and I'm glad people are taking notice. Yay, democracy. (laughs) Yay, democracy. That's it for this episode. As usual, we welcome any questions or comments or suggestions about future sounds of Chicago government that you'd like to hear. Get those to us if you're using email via contact at shygov.com. You can get us on Facebook at facebook.com slash insidegov. That's inside G-O-V. I'm Dave Glowatz. Thanks for listening.